Hello and welcome to Monday Night Bites. We're back with another episode. We've got Joey here to talk about some algorithm stuff. Yeah. And we've got Daniel Isles with the news. Hey! So, in our news today, we have a Chinese chip company, the biggest chip company in China, that has gotten um, restrictions by the U.S. government. And so basically this means that, um, so their stock has dropped by 8%, and people are expecting that the company is actually going to become bankrupt or something because of this. Um, so it's, there was a different company the U.S. was focusing on that was um, not chip related, it was like the level above that. Um, but focusing on the chip company, the chip company is not doing super well uh, because of this. And um, it's pretty big, it's pretty, bi- pretty big news. Now, and then another news, we have the TikTok ban that Trump was going to make. Uh, the judge overruled it, so now TikTok can stay. So, after everyone's yeah. uninstalled it, <laughs> stopped using it. Yeah. Oh, sweet. Okay. Yeah. Good for TikTok. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, we know more Vine-esque TikToks. Now they can spy on us with impunity. Yeah. Allegedly. Okay. <laughs> Allegedly. And we're on to algorithms now. Algorithms. What? What? what what's that? What's that, Dylan? What's that? Oh. What is up? That's a great question. I'm so glad you asked that question. I'm so glad I asked that. <laughs> wow. I don't even question. remember. What is an algorithm? I'm just kidding. I know what it is. Um, an algorithm is... So basically, to start this off, an algorithm is like a set sequence of steps that you follow the same way every time, basically. So can the steps be anything? Like- it can be technically... It's used mostly for computer science terms, but it can technically be... Just about anything, yeah. What are the steps for, Joey? They're forever you want them to be. For for example, folding a t-shirt. Everyone folds a little bit differently, but everyone has their own way to fold a t-shirt. Basically, um, a t- folding a t-shirt would classify as an algorithm because it's a set, it's a certain steps that you follow and use the same way each time to get an expected result or a desired result, not expected. Mm. So any task you know how to do could be classified as an algorithm. Yes, making coffee, it's a big one for a lot of people. Algorithm. That's an important part of the day, for yeah. sure. Yeah, exactly. Algorithm saves lives. Yeah, I think if I didn't do it, I would die. Yeah, the algorithm saves wow. your life. The caffeine dependence is real. Yeah. Algorithms do save lives. I mean, airplane safety? That's right. Algorithm. The way they do the checks and stuff, because that's a certain number of steps, I, I, would, I would think that's an algorithm, yeah. Yeah. Saving yeah. lives one one algorithm at a time. Wow. Anyway, yeah. So in regards to computers, what what is an algorithm? What's an algorithm? What do it be? What do it do? What, what can do it do for me? What can algorithms? <laughs> what can algorithms do for you? Well, um, but ask they what can, you can do for algorithms. That's you know what? Yeah. Something. What can I do? Yeah. What can you do? For How can I? I'm glad you asked that question. That's a great question. (laughs) (laughs) Algorithms, in my college experience, are great. What they can do for you, they can sort your numbers. Is that all the things? No, that's not what they can do. But typically, it's exercised using sorting numbers because that's the easiest thing to sort. But technically, 
Um, because when you're sorting numbers, you want them usually in like least to greatest, right? So you want one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Yep. So basically, so Dylan, he's a pretty handsome guy. Yeah. Fix up yeah. a lot of these girls' numbers. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't generally do that. You can use an algorithm to sort them. Well, I don't think... <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm being incriminated. Well, if that were the case, then if there was one, some, if, if, if there were numbers that I you am sorted. A, if, if you had a bunch of phone numbers that you needed to sort, yes, you could use an algorithm to sort. <laughs> um, I am taken at the present time. So, based, um, but back, back to algorithms though. So, the, it's not necessarily for just numbers, but anytime you have you have a way of ordering things and you can define the way you want those things ordered, that's when you can use an algorithm. Numbers are just the easiest way because, like I said, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Because mm. um, you just compare the size of the numbers, right? Yeah. So basically, if I had a hundred alternate realities and I had a way to compare them, <laughs> I could use an algorithm. Maybe. Yeah, you absolutely could, probably. Because wow. if you can organize it based on a certain characteristic of each, a consistent characteristic that all 100 realities have, then you can. So wow. that's, a, that's a fun fact for you. Um, anyway, um, so some popular algorithms that... <clears throat> yeah, what are, what are people talking about? What... what? Are the popular discussions happening around algorithms nowadays? What are the pop algorithm discussions? Yeah, what are, what are the you know what are the um, popular ones? This one. <laughs> <laughs> we uh um in 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 the majority of computer science classes, I think the popular ones that people are talking about is like they're like, oh my gosh, have you heard of insertion sort? What a crazy dude, right? And they say selection sort. Wow, he's so mysterious. And then they what, say what's mysterious about selections? Nothing. I'm just making stuff up. But okay. they are some of those are some of the more common algorithms. There's also ones like bubble sort and merge sort. But we're not going to talk about. So those. if so I wanted to make an algorithm, would I add sort at the end? Probably. It's whatever you want to do. You can call it. Um, okay. Yeah, you could call it sort. You could also just call it. Um, well, any other word. Take your pick. Okay. Anyway, so, so describe selection sort. What is selection sort? So selection sort goes from, so you have like one array of numbers, right? And you want to sort them because they're, they're all out of whack. So what you do is you, you like slice it. And you slice it after, you start, you slice it after the first element, right? You say, is this element out of order compared to any other elements? And you say, no, that's ridiculous. It can't be out of order, it's all by itself. So you look to, we're taking the left side to the already sorted side. So on the right, you have all of your the, all of the other unsorted elements, right? And you say, okay, well, which one is the next lowest? Because the one on the left is already the lowest. Because you, are, you already went through, you found it, and you put it on the left. It is now sorted, right? On the right, you see you find the next lowest element and you put it back in the other on the other side of the splice and put it after that first element, and then you keep doing that until it's all the way sorted. Does that make sense? Is it that... does make sense. Okay. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Yeah. Um, I, I've heard about this, this one of these algorithms that can, um, basically it starts, 
it just goes it like so it takes the first number right yeah the first number it doesn't compare to anything then it goes down I guess it would just be getting like a max or a min. You just like keep recurring it until you find the lowest number. You just compare it to the next number and see if that one's lower. Then you select that one. You just keep going in order until you're. At the end. Oh yeah. Um. So what you're just you mean like you compare it to the one next to it and yeah. Switch. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually. Um, Is that a random sort? That's insertion sort. Insertion oh. sort. I think. Yeah. That's, at least that sounds. What you're saying sounds like um, my understanding of insertion sort. So insertion sort is <clears throat> um, you take the the first unsorted element and then you put it down in its proper place. So if you have like one, two, three, four, seven, and then six, well your first unsorted element is six because six is less than seven. It should not be after seven. So you take and you swap six and seven, mm. right? Okay. And so yeah, sometimes they have other ones where you have like a pivot. So you pick one number, and you say, okay, everyone that's smaller than this guy, you go to this side of the list, and everyone that's bigger than this guy, you go to the right side of the list. And you keep progressively picking um, new pivots on each side, and you break it down smaller and smaller, yeah. and then eventually it becomes, it gets, it orders itself. Hmm. Yeah, so that's cool, uh, that's a cool, cool science facts for you. Hmm. Um, you also, so, the way people decide whether or not algorithms are dope or not dope is if <clears throat> um, and we're, we're not going to get too much into this because we can talk we're going to talk about this another time probably but I do want to touch on time complexity because time complexity is something they teach there's also those like time complexity and space complexity and space complexity is how much memory or yeah how, how much memory the algorithm will take up in your computer yeah. whereas time complexity is just how long it's going to take to run in terms of like a graph though. Um, maybe another time. But so basically you have different, um, for an input size n, you have different orders of n that determine that. Can determine the speed? Yeah, that, that um, define, or not define, they communicate the, the how fast the, or slow the algorithm is to whoever's planning on implementing, implementing it. And you can measure that. Because usually in coding, right, you have, um, if you have any experience with coding, <clears throat> typically one of the more earlier things you learn is like loops, right? You have for loops and while loops, um, usually for loops. And you, that's how you run through your, uh, your array, right? Your array of numbers or elements, items, whatever it is you have. And that's how you run through it. And so it's how many times you have to run through the list before you get to, before it's sorted. And that's how they measure. That's how they measure whether or not algorithms are good or bad. Is based upon how many times you have to run through that um, that list of elements you have. That makes sense. That actually makes sense because the, the if you have to run through it less times, then it would take less memory to run. Like just or less time. The memory is is a different thing. But that's okay. space complexity is more complicated than time complexity. So we're going to dedicate that to another discussion. But okay. Yeah. So that's a. Uh, very cool. That, is, that cool. is very cool. Yeah. I think um, to go into time complexity, I think a tab bit more is it's you have different ways of you have different ways of like defining it, or you have you have different kind, kinds of time complexity. Because you have time complexity, how long is it gonna run in 
the best case and how much is it, how fast is it going to be in the worst case. So like in the best case, you don't have to really you only have to go through the list once because it's already sorted, okay. right? But the more out of order it is, the more comparisons you have to make, and that means the more times you're going to have to run through your list to move the numbers back into the proper place. Okay. So what are some algorithms that I probably wouldn't have heard of? I don't know. Like as like I took fundamentals too, so like I kind of know a little bit about the selection sort and the insertion sort. Mm -hmm. But what are some like really cool algorithms? Some really cool algorithms. So there was this one actually that I found or that I've seen before called Radix sort. Radix sort. R A D I X space sort. Don't know how to say it. But no, that one. That one is only for um, that one's only for numbers. But how that one works is you compare, <clears throat> and I hope I'm not butchering this, you compare the um, the ones places of the numbers together, and then you compare the tens places, and then the hundreds places, or however many places, whatever the digits are. That's how you uh, you sort it based on that. Whoa. So you so you order it based on the ones place. So it's oh first so first you do the first uh, where, where the ones place, then you go like. Whatever, so if it's a hundred, if it's 152 and 253, you order the two and the one first. 152 and 253. Well, you would do the two then three first, right? Because the, the, you order it based on the ones place first. Oh. Yeah. And then you order it based on the... Second. On the tens place. Okay. On the hundreds place. It's the opposite. Of and so on and so forth. And so another thing, though, about um, algorithms, though, and this, this is where it gets... Really, this is where it gets. This is where it gets swole, right? This is where swole? it gets swole. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Okay. So now we're gonna talk about P versus NP. Now, I know what you're thinking. No, I know. <laughs> but <laughs> I was not... so P versus NP. You don't want to know what I was thinking. That is related to because you have so you have you have P, which is polynomial time, versus NP, which is non-deterministic polynomial. If I recall correctly. So what does what does that even mean? So we talk about time complexity. This is where time complexity becomes important, um, and I if, I think more important than space complexity, in that we can we have a lot of space for things. Like we have terabyte upon terabytes of space for things. Time complexity though, we, that's different. We only have so much time, right? We yeah. Don't live so that's long. True. So it's a big <clears throat> limitation. It's so p is polynomial. So we have. Um, Time complex is like O of n squared. O of n squared means you're going to, based on your input size n, you're gonna run through your list n squared times, in the worst case, to get it all sorted. Okay, that, so it's right. the maximum. Yeah, or maximum. not even to get it sorted, but just to complete your algorithm. I got right. you. You're gonna run through your input, however many elements you have in your input, times however many elements you have in your input. So if you have 16 elements that you need to process in your algorithm, <clears throat> then you're going to do 16 squared L. So you're going to run through all of that 16 squared times. Okay. So, but then you also have different kinds of. So you have the best, best, oh, best time complexity that we can get is O of one or O of two or whatever. O of a constant. Which is what does that mean? Which just means it's always takes the same amount of time every time. So it's very consistent. So no matter how big it gets. However. We don't really have algorithms for that because that's kind of unrealistic. It's kind of impossible. Yeah. Be like an algorithm that's would be O of one is 
<clears throat> it just takes one comparison to sort everything. Or not, not necessarily for sort, because you can't really sort things with, because it's based on your input size, the time stays the same. I can't think of anything for an example right now. But because that really doesn't usually ever happen. What's yeah. more realistic is O of N, right? So you have N elements and you have to, yeah, then you just run through all of them once and then your algorithm is done. Not necessarily sorting. Sorting, I don't know if it ever really takes O of N in the worst case. <clears throat> but, so you have O of N algorithms and you have O of N squared and, or O of N cubed or O of N to the fourth. Those are polynomials because you know, polynomials x squared plus yes. something x, yeah. right? And then you have exponentials, which is where np comes in, right? Because all that was in p, polynomial time. np is like 2 to the n. So if you have an input size of 16 elements and your algorithm is, the time complexity for your algorithm is O of 2 to the n, then your, your n is 16, then you have to do 2 to the 16... Um, you have to process your elements to the 16 times. My math wow. senses say that that's much worse. That is, yeah, that's much worse. That's 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 why it gets real small, right? And that's he's just like he's so he's he's like a big he's intimidating. He's scary. We don't like him. Wow. But the algorithm could take longer than any of us would be alive. Exactly. Yeah. And so that's where it easily just goes up. So you can only you really try to stay away from those. But the thing is that you can't, right? I think the most, the example that I find the coolest is like an algorithm for Sudoku. How do you solve Sudoku? Like, okay. I, you know how like, that you yeah, solve Sudoku? Yeah, right? I, 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 I solve Sudoku by looking at it and yeah, doing it very slowly. Yeah. But I'm sure there's an algorithm to solve it. There is an algorithm <laughs> to solve it. But the algorithm to solve it is in NP, is in, is exponential. So there's not a quick, polynomial way to solve it. So a hard game would probably take a million years or something crazy. Yeah, I, I think I have seen, and I never, I haven't watched them yet, but I want to, but I've seen like YouTube video thumbnails where it's like, um, or no, it's not YouTube, I saw this in a video, where it's Mario, the original Mario Brothers, and I've seen probably other Mario Brothers games too, probably, yes. are also exponential. The algorithms required to solve them are also exponential. Mm. And so they're also, they're also in so, but the thing is, like, we can find, we can find algorithms, like, the people used to think that, like, finding a prime number was um, an exponential problem, right? They thought you needed an exponential algorithm to solve that. Turns out you don't, though, right? You can solve it faster, and that's dope. That's really cool. But, so the question is, some problems that are in NP, so there are classes of problems, and some problems that are in NP turned out to be in P. So wow. the big question in all of computer science is, can, is there a way to get every problem in NP to actually be solvable in P? Are we wrong about NP and they all, there is a way to solve them all without, with polynomial time algorithms or polynom polynomial time time complexities, or are they kind of unachievable in that way? And I saw one, uh, I, I saw something that said, uh, what is it, protein folding is also, whatever that is, I don't know what protein folding is, but protein folding <laughs> is an NP problem and it's somehow something, something, something cures cancer something. So if we could make it P, we could do it. Yeah, if, if you could find a way, cancer. 
And if we could make it pee. What this is, and so this is where this is where curing cancer and Sudoku come together. Well, I don't know. Really, yeah, obviously. <laughs> the parody was, meant, was yeah. meant to be. Yeah. Okay. Prophecy fulfilled. <laughs> so it's that Sudoku, or not Sudoku? No. So you have this. There's this way to sometimes these problems are all interrelated. Okay, and they're all interrelated in certain ways to where they can reduce to the same problem. I don't quite understand that as well because it's kind of it's pretty dang complicated. But it's that um, they, if you can, a lot of them can be boiled down into the same problem. And so then if you can solve, if you find a solution to make like Sudoku, you find a solution to make Sudoku you can solve, compare you solve that it in to, that, and then, yeah, and yeah. then you solve Sudoku, you can cure cancer. So basically, this yes, reminds awesome. me, uh, I have no idea if they're even the same concept at all, but when I took Calculus 2, there was a day that we went over, so there's like, math has like a most wanted list of like, equations that you get like, m at least a million dollars if you can figure out how to solve it. They've all got like different Millennium problems. Prize Millennium problems. problems. Yeah, oh, those are so cool, I don't know much about them. And so that's what this is reminding me of, because the reason we didn't go over them until Calculus 2 was because you had to have, they all involve some kind of infinite series or sequence or some kind of crazy thing that you take in that horrible godforsaken class <laughs> uh, that everyone hates. Yeah, nobody likes Calculus 2. Calculus one, that's my that's that's my jam. Calculus yeah. three, you know, I call it on the weekends sometimes. Calculus two, you don't talk anymore. Yeah, we don't. <laughs> estranged would be putting it nicely. Wow. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, it's um. I think is it one of the, I don't know if it's one of the Millennium problems. I don't know, but yeah, and then uh, no, that's pretty much it. Actually, there is no answer. That is very interesting to me. Because yeah. I feel like this, I feel like life is is like this in some. I feel like life is an algorithm, no joke. And if you and if you figure out like you can figure out one thing how to do things and and use that thing how to do things to do another thing, you save a lot of time. I feel like that's how life is a lot of times. You know, I was listening to Joe Rogan the other day. Not sponsored. <laughs> please sponsor. <laughs> Um, but, uh, we, they got down, he was talking with, I think it was Lex Friedman, and they were talking about, um, uh, like, machine learning programs and different stuff, and, uh, so, that introduced me to a very interesting concept. So, you guys know Wolfram Alpha? Like, the mm -hmm. yes, calculator that you use in high school? Yeah. Uh, so that guy, man, I wish I knew his name offhand, uh, Wolfram. Mr. Yeah, Wolf Alpha. Pretty sure his <laughs> name is not Alpha, but Wolfram. I think is his last name. Mm -hmm. um, he's a computer science um, something or other guru. We could call him that. <laughs> Expert, I think is the is the professional term. And uh, he's been trying to figure life out or something. And uh, oh, I may be misremembering like this, but I believe. Okay. I believe he's been writing programs to imitate life using incredibly basic rules. And it's something like uh, you start with a point and um, check the spaces to the left. And if uh, there's not a space to the left, create a point to the right. 
It's something mm. like that. Like artificial intelligence type of stuff? Exactly. And it's like one or two, maybe three rules or something, some incredibly short list. And it's creating these fractals that are like, I don't know, it, the conversation had devolved at that point and I didn't do the background research to see what they were talking about. Um, but essentially it was coming up with like these patterns and stuff that are defining like physics equations and all kinds of craziness and basically it's like creating the world. That is really interesting. Yeah, that's kind of just like that. existential. That's, that's, that's where it's cool. But it's, all, it's all like interrelated. And that's, they had me do, I remember at the end of my, at, was it, at the end of my algorithms class, they had us do, like, reduce this problem to this other problem, and then reduce that problem back to the other one. I have no idea how you do that, because it was one problem, I don't, I don't think I got it right, but just that they're all interrelated things. That's, uh, so that's, yeah. that's, it's, it's just super cool, super dope. When I took analysis in school, that's one of those math major classes, mm -hmm. um, I described it to everyone as like proving calculus, uh, which is somewhat accurate. Uh, that is one of the things that you do, but uh, it's more about understanding the purpose of numbers. And one of the things that you learn is that numbers mean a million different things, but one of the best ways to understand them is they are a framework to understand points. Mm -hmm. Points like on a graph type points? Points on a graph, um, but more so also elements of a set and infinite, infinitely divisible elements in a set. So every, every point that you can point to uh, 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 you can you can um, sub add or subtract some infinitely small delta and gain some meaning there, and so that'll be its own set. There's intervals and all these different things. There's a million problems to talk about with that, but basically it gets at that like math itself is an incredibly complex thing built of. Um, unimaginably simple quanta. Mm, yeah. Like a point, you can't get any less of a concept than a point. Yes, yeah. It's just, it's a thing. It's just a single dot. It's the boop. Infinitely small, has no properties, it just is. Yeah. That is really intriguing. Yes. A lot of people think of atoms and they're like, that's the smallest thing. But if you think about it, it's like numbers in a line. That is the smallest thing. No, that's true. And yeah. And on that note, I think we are we are just about out of time. So, do we want to do closing comments, thoughts, observations, or should we just should we just should we just cut it off? Well, I think algorithms are a pretty cool thing. Ray <laughs> uses them. Yes, I think there's so many applications for algorithms, and there's such a big, I mean, like, you can basically form a company, an algorithm company, and make tons of money doing something like that. Um, very big topic in modern day technology, I think. Yeah. And I think my closing comment is, I forgot, I used t-shirts as an example of what, folding t-shirts as an example of an algorithm, and I think instead of that, my, at the beginning, I should have just, because everyone, Division and multiplication. 
That's the most common algorithm people use, I think. Hmm. Like, that's actually... It seems like it would have been a better example. I don't know. Yeah. Like pulling a t-shirt. But... <laughs> my, uh... We win some, we lose some. My only closing comments is, uh, Daniel's comment made me think of a thing that I think would be hilarious. If you started a company that grew seaweed and other plant-based flotsam, um, but also dabbled in, in code on the side, and you called it algae rhythms. Whoa, that's insane. <laughs> that's, All right, that's amazing. we will see you guys <laughs> next week.